All right, we are back with your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly, and it's episode number 469. We're recording live on June the 16th. Abriana, how's it going? It's going, you know. Another day working from home, trying to remember what day it is. How's it going for you? <laughs> it's, going, it's going all right. It's been, uh, it's been beautiful weather. We've had, like, basically two straight weeks of sunshine and warmer than normal for this time of year up here in Toronto and the whole week again is supposed to be sunny and like approaching 90 you know ish all week so you know can't complain it's good there's no baseball there's no sports but other than that that's my only big real complaint right now we're good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah good you know got health you got food you got you know everybody's good so we're okay Anyhow, we uh, we have a good show for you this week. Uh, we don't have a members at home guest for the first time since we've been in COVID, as our uh, guest has um, been pushed to next week. But uh, we do have four uh, industry news stories for you that we wanted to cover off this week. And uh, as always, I will let the lovely Aubriana start us off. All right. So there's a new technology that's been announced. Um, through a partnership between two companies, PopID, um, which is a Cali group company. I don't really know much about them. And then another group called Wasserstrom. And they're um, basically an integrated distributor or manufacturer for food service equipment um, and supplies. So, you know, obviously working in the restaurant industry there. Um, And they've launched a nationwide offering for a biometric solution to help employers Uh, just maintain the health of their facilities um, and provide a healthy environment really overall. So they're calling this this technology uh, Pop Entry Plus, I think. Um, And what it does is it combines a few different things. So they have facial recognition and then temperature screening. Um, So it gives, you know, companies and organizations sort of the security feature. So the way that it works is workers and consumers can just scan their faces with their mobile device um and you add like personal information through the secure web portal um and then when they get to the place of work uh you know there's like another they have their temperature taken and there's another type of a scanner there at the door that will allow the door to unlock based on making sure that all those things you know check out your temperature is good facial recognition is good and then it can automatically unlock the door so think of somebody maybe working in like a food processing plant or um, you know, anything that maybe is transporting, you know, food and beverage um, items to restaurants, things like that. Um, so the, they're saying that they're also going to give certain establishments this certification, which they call POP certified. And POP actually stands for protecting our people. So just in case you wondered. Um, yeah, I think this is good, you know, like being able to sort of identify what's going on with people and scan and, you know, just trying to keep your workplace healthy. And um, I know that we've been talking a lot about what are the different things that we can put in place um, where groups gather, whether that's places of business or, you know, going out to eat for entertainment purposes and, um, you know, just socializing. So I think that this is important to start to think about what are the technologies that we currently have that can be repurposed. I mean, we've talked a lot about what you're doing with ground level um, and your company and how you're, you know, rolling out certain offerings to make sure people are socially distanced properly, 
um, you know, that people aren't breaking certain rules, making sure that, you know, that uh, the number of people inside of an establishment is counted. And so this is kind of another offering there. I think these are gonna continually be more and more important um, in most places. I think that, you know, there's certain areas that due to, I don't know, maybe politics or just people in general are slow to adopt anything like this. I mean, some places don't even wanna wear a mask. <laughs> We're in Georgia here, so you know that can be frowned upon in some places outside of the city of Atlanta. Um, so I think that like this is going to be important, especially as we're not really sure what's going to happen. Like you know, if we're going to see another spike of COVID coming in the fall or a wave now that things are starting to slowly reopen and uh, what those implications are. So I think as we can continue to keep ourselves safer, whether that's in any environment, um, you know, there are good measures to take if they don't you know, these aren't things that are costing people a lot. So it's a pretty good story. Yeah, it, it is a good story. And um, yeah, so the, these guys, uh, you know, are, are a group that we've um, we've come to know at the LBMA uh, for the last little while. Um, Yale Goldberg, who's one of the VPs there, uh, spoke at Retail Local last year in Seattle uh, about their Pop ID uh, platform. And so they're a division of, uh, of Cali Group, Cali Burger, the, the chain. Uh, they own a robotics company as, as well called Miso. And um, yeah, so these, these guys are, uh, you know, they're always trying to find ways to kind of take that, their facial rec technology and kind of move it into something, you know, really useful. Um, and so when we last talked to them a year ago, um, you know, they were using Pop ID as a platform for facial recognition-based payments. You know, so, you know, uh, instead of you going up to the McDonald's kiosk and, you know, tapping and doing all those things, you pay with your face. You know, we know KFC is doing that uh, in, in China and a number of other, um, you know, companies are doing similar things. And so Pop ID was really sort of, you know, one of the, the companies kind of pushing that. And I think what we're seeing here now in this partnership with, with Wasserstrom is um, really kind of playing on the need for solutions to help in, in the, the safety and regulatory requirements that are created by COVID. And so, you know, in this case, you know, we're talking about facial recognition and temperature uh, being taken to enable entry into a building, into a room, into a, uh, you know, an environment, you know, for workers and consumers. I think that's brilliant. As you pointed out, uh, my other company, Ground Level Insights, you know, we just launched two sensor-based products um, that are COVID uh, compliance tools, one for you know, people counting for capacity, you know, you know, maintaining capacity restrictions and thresholds and the other video analytics technology uh, that analyzes CCTV to kind of measure social distancing and gathering size and face mask detection and all those kinds of things. So, yeah, to your point, I think we're going to see a ton of, uh, of these types of uh, solutions right now. What I'm more interested in is how did like, are they point solutions or are they things that can be integrated into, you know, broader data sets, you know, for analytics purposes and insights and, and decision-making purposes? Or are we strictly seeing them as kind of, hey, we're just using it for, you know, exit and entry into this building or, or whatever the case might be. So, um, because I, I think that if we, if we wind the clock back, you know, a few years in the world of the Location-Based Marketing Association, we think about things like beacon platforms. You know, really uh, a lot of discussion, a lot of companies got into that space. A lot of people rolled out, you know, beacons and pilots with beacons and 
push marketing messages and campaigns. The problem is, is 95% of those companies are gone now because they didn't do the work. They simply said, here's the use case. You know, it's to push a marketing message when somebody walks by the beacon. Instead of thinking about, okay, how does this, you know, data integrate into the point of sale and the CRM and the loyalty platforms and all the other things that are already there. And I think that's something we need to think about as we're building these, this next wave of solutions that are, you know, going to be driven by COVID, but I think, you know, have a longer term opportunity, you know, from a data point of view. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that, you know, are you, are you like picture people or are you just making film? Like what is the, what's the big idea, um, you know, or are you trans, you know, moving people from one place to another or are you just a taxi company? Like what is your um, big mission? And so I think that looking at the long term of what any of these solutions are that are rolled out, like how, how can they be used in a non-COVID environment? And, you know, not so that whenever this is over, you know, the companies are done for, um, how can they be repurposed and leveraged that data in other ways that can still drive revenue um, and safety, you know, um, for, for businesses and consumers, so. There you go. Yeah. All right, jumping over to our second story. One of our members out of the uh, UK is a company called Locomizer. And uh, they've teamed up with a group um, that's called the Center for Cities um, to leverage their location data um, to help uh, Britain understand, you know, sort of the impact of the coronavirus uh, on cities and large towns that are, as they're, you know, sort of moving into economic recovery uh, and, you know, moving into various stages of reopening. And so they built this thing called the High Streets Recovery Tracker and it maps all these uh, cities across uh, the UK, across Britain, uh, and shows you map by map, you know, city by city data, uh, comparing economic recovery. Um, it ranks the cities in terms of traffic flows. You can go through and kind of look at uh, by size of city, understanding where the people are coming from before and after the lockdown, like how many of them are, you know, live outside of the city and are coming into the city for work and, you know, or staying in the suburbs, you know, those types of things. Um, so a lot of interesting insights and data. You know, obviously we've seen many location data companies out there, you know, uh, sharing data sets on, you know, population movements and things like that. So, you know, I think this is a UK uh, solution for a UK market. Um, so I think that's always good uh, when, you know, sort of cities and government get behind the local, uh, you know, the local solution providers to, you know, leverage data there. So you can check it out at uh, centerforcities.org um, to learn more about it, uh, powered by Locomizer. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is just slightly different. I like that they're focusing on the economic impact a little bit more versus just the spread of the virus and, um, you know, transmission and things like that. So I think that this to me is a little bit more forward thinking. Um, and I, I like that they're, I mean, I mean, as a location company, it's like, it's, a, it's tough times, right? Like this is a hard time. We've seen a lot of consolidation, you know, we're seeing people probably start to phase out. Um, you know, the economic impact on the industry is very visible. Um, I mean, as it is in many industries right now, but I think that, you know, trying to provide relevant, relevant information um, and tying it back to economic 
information versus just, you know, interests and behaviors of people or just uh, simple like spread um, growth, you know, of, of the virus in specific cities as it pertains to the movement of people is really interesting. Um, so I like that they are taking a slightly different approach than some of the traditional ones that we've seen. But um, like you said, you know, this is, they've got the data. So they're, they're, I think people are trying to figure out like, what's the spin we can put on this? What's something that we can put out there to stay relevant and show people the value of, of what we offer um, in hopes that, you know, we can provide some value in this environment and hopefully more as things start to open up again too. Mm-hmm. 100%. So yeah, check it out. If you're, if you're in uh, the UK, take a look at uh, centerforcities.org and see if, see how your city is doing. Yeah. And on that same sort of topic, I mean, this is another company that's, uh, you know, kind of tweaking a little bit of their technology and that's Mobiquity. Um, and so they are releasing what they're calling um, sort of an update to their hotspot algorithm um, for measuring COVID traffic. So, you know, they're an advertising technology provider. They've been around for quite a while. Um, and so they're updating the location-based data to include new types of points of interest and probably ones that most of us have been um, okay visiting over the past several months, things like, well, a little bit more okay than, you know, your standard shopping mall or bowling alley. Um, so they're including things like beaches, hiking trails, parks, public lands and campgrounds, scenic byways, and, you know, just popular destinations. So I think we've definitely seen a huge spike in growth and people trying to, you know, do things outdoors where there's a lot of open space and just, you know, take in nature and clear their heads. We've been inside a lot over the past few months. I know my family in particularly, you know, we're always trying to find a park to visit or, you know, somewhere we can go hike and just get some fresh outdoor um, space while still being safely socially distanced from others. And so now that they're bringing this in, the algorithms are going to enhance the data and highlight, um, you know, a location or category of locations and how that's changing over time. So is it exceeding historical norms? Is it, you know, they're looking at um, pulled visitors from travel distance, like how far they've traveled to get to these specific places and also be able to tell when it exceeds pre-COVID uh, baseline standards. And then they're going to, they're, I guess in terms of like how they're gonna monetize this and, and their business model here is they have two different ways that they, they intend to sell this. And one is, you know, just probably more standard for them, which is building their unique audiences um, and their segments for marketers and advertisers that are re researching how to leverage these evolving patterns. And then the other would be, you know, working with state and local municipalities so they can research the effects of how you know, what does this data show in terms of reopening, um, you know, and obviously certain critical business seg segments of the economy and what is the impact there. So um, again, you know, we're, we're seeing location companies try and figure out like what, where else can we, uh, you know, make an impact with our data? You know, what is it saying as it pertains to, you know, consumers moving around the spread of COVID or, you know, the implications for the economy. And so Another story from Ubiquity. Yeah, and I like two things I like about this story. One, one is is that uh, like the previous comment that you made on uh, on um, Locomizer is that they're focusing on economic recovery and not just the spread. So, so I think people are making that transition from tracking the virus to 
tracking the you know sort of reopening economy and and what's happening there. So I think that's really important. And I think too, the other thing I really like is they they kind of mention in the in the release here that this data includes hiking trails, parks, you know, public campgrounds, those types of things. So I think that's really interesting too because what you know, especially here in Canada, uh, what's really interesting is is that you know we're coming into our summer. The warm weather is here. Most people in this country spend a lot of time outdoors, you know, camping and and you know at cottages and you know, on lakefront properties or whatever. So like there's, like that's what happens here. And so just understanding, you know, sort of that type of movement as well and not just the commercial um, aspects of what's going on, I think is really interesting. And so, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be keen to know a little bit more about, you know, sort of what they're doing exactly with the, with these algorithms that they're talking about around hotspots, but, um, you know, and, the, and, and what those baselines are that they're, they're comparing to, um, you know, from sort of a pre-COVID perspective. But, uh, you know, I, I think, as you, to your point, I think every one of these location data companies right now are trying to find a way to position themselves and position the data that they have uh, as a valuable insight. And I think there's, there's a lot to be said for it. I think... Um, you know, not, not just, uh, you know, businesses need to pay attention, but governments and municipal, um, you know, organizations need to pay attention as well. So, like I know right here, right now in Canada, um, to what I just said, I think that the tourism sector, the, you know, and, and the sort of associations that support, you know, uh, that, uh, that industry here, um, you know, are, are just gearing up and trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do. And, and data is a big part of that. Yeah, you know, I think where there is a big opportunity for location data companies is if there is more of a real-time um, type of reporting. So, for example, you know, the past few weeks, like, we've been trying to go to some of the different, like, public lake parks or, you know, river parks. And there's been several times that either the park is too full and, you know, they're not letting anybody in or, you know, we just determine like, hey, this is too busy for, for where, where we're comfortable going at this point. And so, um, you know, having like, but you drive, right? So you drive out there, you get there, you, you know, the kids are excited and then you're like, oh, sorry, we can't, we're not going, you know, yeah. like we got to go to the plastic in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went for a nice drive. I'm like, how about some ice cream, you know? Yeah. Um, or like, you know, you, you get really excited about, we're going to have a picnic in the car. It's going to be awesome, yeah. you know? Like, you just try to change it. But, you know, I think the, the ability to be able to sort of know what's going on um, as it pertains to this current environment and for us as consumers to have that information readily available will be helpful. I mean, it would be helpful to the park rangers as well, right? Because they're tired of telling people that they can't come in and turning people down, you know, and so having something that could, you know, very easily track that, um, I think would be really beneficial to, to everyone. So if you're listening and you can do that, roll it out. You can do it. Yeah, there you go. All right, final story for this week. Jumping all the way over to Singapore now, uh, a company over there uh, called Moving Walls uh, has announced that they've acquired a company called Ahoy which is an ad tech company. Um, both of these companies are in this sort of location-based space. Ahoy is a location-based advertising platform and uh, Moving Walls is a well-known player in the region in the digital out-of-home 
uh, industry. In fact, we talked about Moving Walls, I don't know, maybe a year ago, uh, as they had launched a platform for measuring, um, you know, out of home using mobile data uh, and things like that, which obviously is an, is an ongoing topic these days. And what's really interesting, just as a quick sidebar, I was talking to my counterparts over at the uh, DPAA and some of the out-of-home industry associations recently, and uh, very interesting data coming out on uh, sort of the impact of billboards and out-of-home during COVID, right? With people not driving around and you know, not cars not on the streets, people not on the streets. You know, what has that meant for, meant for that industry? And then how's it going to look coming back, right? And so I, I think that's fascinating to look at the data, again, relative to those types of properties right now uh, is, is super interesting. So anyways, that being said, that's not the story. The story is about this acquisition uh, in, in the market there. And, um, you know, obviously COVID's decimated that market. But uh, um, to a point that you made earlier and a point that we've made several weeks ago, I think COVID has created an opportunity for consolidation in the market. And so I'm going to speculate here that I think this is an opportunistic move on the part of Moving Walls to, to do this, uh, given the impact that uh, the uh, COVID has likely had on Ahoy's mobile uh, advertising business. And um, yeah, it, it's um, so the revenue numbers here, $13 billion is the out-of-home industry in the APAC region, um, you know, in 2018. And um, advertising, mobile advertising is a $100 billion market in, the, in that region. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, that pie is big. And uh, there's a lot of room here. So you just, you know, an acquisition like this, you know, gives you a nice little, um, you know, foray into not just having the media, but having the ability to, you know, sort of monetize and target media um, on the mobile uh, framework with what these guys are doing and kind of bringing those two data sets together. And together they have some interesting customers, uh, like a big portfolio of brands, including Coca-Cola, Unilever, Pepsi, Glaxo, SmithKline, and on and on and on. So it's uh, it seems like a, a very good and logical partnership. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a much, uh, much to add on that, but it does make a lot of sense to sort of bridge those two mediums together and leverage the same data set to make, uh, to make and determine, you know, how you're going to run your campaign uh, and measure. So I like that. There you go. So that's our show for this week. Apologies again for no members at home guests this week. Uh, we will be back with that next week. And uh, we thank you for listening and watching. Uh, this has been episode number 469 of Location Weekly. And if you have story ideas, if you have COVID solutions that we should be talking about, uh, we want to hear about them. Reach out to us. Contact information is at the end of the show. We're easily found on all the social channels as well. Um, and um, yeah, just continue to stay safe and healthy and distanced and all those things that we're supposed to be doing um, while you jump back into the economy uh, to do what you want to do. So there you go. Thank you, everybody. And we'll talk soon. Bye.